So how were your parents as parents? For many of us, our folks did the very best that they could with what they had. I lived on a block where I was able to see a wide variety of parenting. I had the opportunity to see parents that would come completely unhinged when their children deviated a little or even a lot from the rules that they had set down from their house. Parenting is a tricky business. Now, my folks, in general, were very, very calm with me. Even when I was left alone for the first time in the house with this roaring fire and some marshmallows, now, I don't exactly remember what happened, but when my folks returned from wherever they had gone, a flaming marshmallow had somehow burned this huge hole right in front of the fireplace and right through the green shag carpet. Wow. So I knew I was in trouble when the first thing they did was compliment me on how I handled the emergency. They were experts in getting me to see my mistakes and how I might have done just a little bit better. Now, they didn't mean for me to feel bad. Maybe they did just a little bit. But for somebody that's built like me, and we were, we're all built differently, but for somebody like me, I would have preferred some sort of punishment, you know, some harsh words or even grounding for a few weeks. For somebody like me, punishment is much, much easier to understand. You do something wrong, you pay a price, simple, direct. You never get the feeling in punishment that your folks are somehow getting the best of you in the deal. This letter from the Ephesians that Kelly has read, I really love because I see so much of my parents in it. When you think about it, Paul is in effect a parent to the church in Ephesus. He planted it, he kept it going through some fairly tough times. And in this strange way, in the economy of God, churches grow up in incredibly similar ways as children. Churches have to learn virtually the same lessons as children and youth. Paul is like a parent and almost uses the words my folks used on me to instruct the church. Paul says, don't touch that. Stay away from there. What were you thinking? And the simple, classic cry of almost every parent reaching up to the heavens, why? I can picture Paul writing this letter with a big sigh, perhaps even muttering something like, I thought this was made clear the last time I was with you. Parenting is a tricky business indeed. Trying again to remind the people of Ephesus who they were and to whom they belonged. The whole of this portion of the letter to the Ephesians hinges on this church remembering the work of the Holy Spirit in them and in the body of Christ. Life is hard, 
in any age. Don't let anybody challenge you on that. And we are complicated creatures. We do amazing things. God created us good. It says so right in the first book of the Bible. But we also do things that, well, maybe we shouldn't. We make mistakes. We do things wrong. We miss the mark. But most of all, we forget we forget a lot of things, but the most important, perhaps, is that God the Father and God the Son love us and even dwell in us through God the Holy Spirit. Paul is reminding them that whatever is going on in the life of that church, they are to remember. Now, that sounds like something really easy. It just rolls off of the tongue but for those of us in this room, we have enough years. We know how challenging that can be to remember. And so Paul writes to encourage us to be mindful, to be vigilant about our own behaviors, to implement the golden rule found in Matthew 7, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, to forgive to forgive everything just as God has forgiven everything of ours. And finally, to remember that we are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Friends, we are the people of remembrance, not only with song and scripture, but in our Eucharist. What is our time around the altar but an opportunity to remember what Jesus made possible for us through his offering? He made possible for us peace with God. And so the invitation is to recall that we are servants of the Most High and that we have both the image and the Holy Spirit of God within us. But what do we do with these things? And this is the thrust of Paul's inquiry. It's very possible that we can forget and simply fritter about with petty arguments or occupy ourselves with self-centered and nonsensical endeavors. Or we have these words of encouragement that ask us to look at the big picture first, to draw out of ourselves and to look at the landscape that is in front of us, asking what we are doing with the time that we have left with us. And then Paul invites us into a holy living that is so much bigger than we could possibly imagine when we're so focused on our day-to-day. Whatever comes at us, whenever we feel like we need the presence of the Lord, now more than ever, Paul asks us to remember that we have the power of the Almighty to change our lives, to accept what has happened to us, and then to move forward, to live in peace as far as it is within our power.
are invited to be strong because the strength of the Lord is actually within us. No matter how dark the day, the Lord is with us. And so this is the challenge for us, right? That we simply ponder what we are to do with this gift and image and a Holy Spirit within us. How does that drive our day? How does that drive our interactions, our parenting, our grandparenting? How do we speak to one another? How do we conduct our business? All of these things are bundled into a few simple verses out of this verse, these verses, this chapter in Ephesians. And so I invite you to read the whole book, but if you can't do that, the second chapter is wonderful. It is instructive, but it's encouraging. At its very base note, it is encouraging. And so take a few moments this week and simply decide what is it that you are going to do with this image of God, this Holy Spirit of God within each one of you. And think big. Live big. Life is a gift. Live it as God intended.